Hello, it's the Comedy Couch. Hello, everyone. Yes, it is. It's Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. Um, I'm Tony. I'm Dennis. And it's, it might be a rather subdued couch this week because you're a little under the weather. Well, I don't know if it'll be subdued. I may leave because I'm having a diarrhea every few minutes. Wow. But um, don't act surprised that I said it. What do you I mean, know. wow? Well, um, no, I don't mean wow that you said it, but wow, that's a lot to deal with. It, wow uh, that I might take the mic in the bathroom with me. Right, wow. That, that would maybe that be wow-worthy. Well, also, it's not what you're known for. No, that's why I'm in a. That's why I'm not complaining about it. Yeah, t- t- diarrhea for a weekend is kind of fun for me. It's like, do you know how some people um, will just get a hotel in the town that they already live in? They do go- a staycation. Yeah, that's what diarrhea is for me. It's like I just I've stayed home. I've laid in bed all day. I watched a bunch of. I watched um, twenty twenty and and ABC's What Would You Do with yeah. John Quinones yeah. last night. Stuff I would never waste my time with, but. When you can't go, I can't leave. I can't get more than, you know, twenty steps away from a commode in this condition. So you got to so, be. You, so you're watching whatever's on the TiVo. Yes. Okay. What would you do on that show? Well, it's so funny because last night's episode, one of the things that they did was, um, if a drunk girl, a girl is at a bar, and she's sitting at the bar and she's going, "It's my twenty-first birthday, woo!" and she's obviously drunk and she keeps ordering shots, and then a guy comes over. And starts buying her more shots. Right. And then tries to get her to leave with him. Would the strangers in the bar go, hey, she's drunk. Don't take advantage of her. Don't go. And then they did the same experiment if she was a more obviously a party girl and she was dressed sluttier. Yeah. And she was like, it's my 21st birthday. I want to get crazy. And then yeah. the guy comes and does it. And it's the thing it's that John Quinones is so clumsy. He always comes in at like the wrong time. Like, I want the girl to almost be about to be raped right? when the cameras then come in and bust. But right. they always do it too soon, and yeah. no one's ever really that surprised. It's just so – it's really bad. Yeah. So. I uh, pitched a sketch when we were doing Big A Sketch Show, which was the To Catch a Predator box set with all the deleted scenes. And yeah. one of them was Chris Hansen got there too late. Uh, oh, and, boy. And the, then the bait was like, where were you? We waited. And she's <laughs> smoking like a, a cigarette. On the floor. <laughs> she's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> but, they've uh, got it all on tape. Yeah, with the ABC logo in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. This forty-five-year-old yeah. man screwing what he thinks is a thirteen-year-old He goes, "I misjudged girl. the traffic." Oh but, God! So, I don't know Riverside. I didn't know. I thought uh, you know Jesus. what? I thought the two ten never. Know there was yeah, I'm really ninety-one. I'm really sorry. Was there tearing? Oh I'm God! I'm so sorry. <laughs> and my favorite part of the To Catch a Predator uh, box set was the reunion special where they caught up with everyone. That's so funny. What, so who have you been raping lately? Yeah. Well, well what's changed? Let's catch us up. Well, I'm in jail. Oh, uh, for starters, yeah, bunch of guys in orange jumpsuits. Ask me. So, uh, catch us up. What's happened since you were on to catch Predator? Well, I sold my computer. Okay, yeah, that's a start. I'm off the grid. Uh, okay. I now I actually churn my own butter. In fact, wow, I don't have any electricity in my home. Nice. It's really the only way that I, I had to go cold turkey yeah. with. I just live like I'm Amish now. Any romance? Um, just, you know, just my, uh, my sister had a baby, so I think that <laughs> okay. there was something between Good. she yeah, and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just going to wait another four or five years and see. <laughs> and see how it looks. See if it blooms. All right, good. <laughs> That's well, disgusting. Well, it's Mismatch Game Weekend here in Hollywood, California. We've done one show. We've got two more to go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a handful of fun. Oh, my God. It was so much fun last was night. Was it good? I, because I'm on a, I'm on a Klonopin Zoloft, uh, 
Yes, let's talk about your so. ailment. Now that we're done talking about mm. my butthole. Well, I'm doing all right. I don't know if that Zoloft's working, but uh, on Monday, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I, you know how you keep upping it? Like you're supposed to keep upping it? Not I, really. Well, you start with a certain amount, and then right. you do that for four days and okay. four days. And I was getting to the dosage that I was supposed to be at. And you were happy. You were saying, I, I was feel okay. like it's working, and I'm... Well, the clonopin was managing the the pain, um, but then I went up to, and I, I went up too fast, and I had a couple of really bad days where I, it's hard to explain what happens in your head, but it... You were it, crazy. I was crazy. Yeah. And scared, and, yeah. uh, and sad, and all that shit, so... We dialed it back down. I don't know. But, um, I love so. that you have a staff of medical professionals. Uh, uh, yes, and uh, I guess. Yeah. No, but that's good that you made the call. I'm trying you said, to do Look, something. I, that's right. Because here's what happens. The anxiety has just taken root in my body, and it, I ache. It's not like I'm panicking all the time. Right. I just hurt. Yeah. And I notice when I'm driving around, I'm like, and yeah. I'm like, down with the shoulders down with the shoulders mm-hmm. don't forget to breathe don't forget to breathe so you know it's all right well, i don't know what's gonna happen i i think i'm not meant for those kinds of drugs like who is but um i don't know maybe we can get off them soon no so, probably not probably not no well, i if think they're you're not looking working, at a six month kind of a deal at least well if they're not working is my point well so far one hasn't worked and the second one maybe hasn't worked and maybe will work Okay. And this is a large class of drugs. Yeah. With different formulations. And, right. You know, there's plenty of fish in the sea, Dennis. I know, but... Um, you know, you have to kiss a lot of frogs. Yeah, but I would rather have the pain that I had than the crazy, because the crazy is the worst. The mm. crazy is the worst. Okay. So there's that. We'll see. I have an appointment this week. Well, speaking of, Margot Kidder was on the panel last night. As played by Tom Lank. And, oh my God, that creation of that character. First, I just love doing the mismatch game because, A, I love anything that doesn't involve rehearsal. Right. So my dream jobs are to just come in and just get it almost right. And then it's it's over, and then you go home. That, right. to, that's heaven on earth to me. Right. Um. And but I just also the people. I mean, we have Jack Plotnick as Evie Harris, and Evie has become he, kind of this le- legendary creation. Yes, and he had some great moments last. Oh night. my goodness! And then and then you've got the excuse me the singular Drew Drogi sitting. Uh, you to two my are right. quite. You're all oh, kibitzing God. right well, there all night. I, What's going I love on over him. there? And, well, here's the thing. I'm close enough friends with Drew and with Jack. Yeah. That I can say, oh, I have an idea. Yeah. And so I'm not trying to take credit for their brilliance, but what I'm saying is they're when you're work when you're with someone who is so such a brilliant performer. Right. And like I'm kind of, you know, witty and funny, but I'm not I mean, my Charles Nelson Riley isn't like, oh, his own mother wouldn't have known. Like, do you know right. what I mean? Like it's not that kind of a di- thing. Um and but so I had said because Ariana Huffington was on the panel, yeah. played by Nicole Panone from Big Gay Sketch Show, who's, right. again, brilliant beyond words. And after her first answer, I said to Jack, I think Evie should a- ask Dennis for one of her cards and say, I can't understand a word she's saying. 
And he was like, oh, that's really funny. And then when he did it, he said, Dennis, can, will you hand me her card? I can't understand a word that Asian girl says. <laughs> and making her Asian girl made it even a, a thousand times funnier. <laughs> yeah, well, that was then, a pretty classic moment. Then he read the card and just wrote, read out loud the one really dirty word. Yeah. Like, I wanna, oh, butt fuck. Oh, okay. No, I got it. I got it. And it was so hilarious. And yeah. it's that feeling... As you know, I mean, as a writer, it's that feeling of pride, like, oh, that was my idea, but you took my little germ of an idea and you made it into this hilarious moment. And and with Drew, um, he, he's sitting there and he's Tanya Roberts and he's got this lipstick smeared and just weird lip liner. And I said, I think you should talk about how you think it's so stupid how the starlets today are all having lip injections when that's what cosmetics are for. And any girl that knows her way around a drugstore can get the same look for 99 cents. And so that was your idea. Yes. And he did this crazy bit where he started putting the lipstick. Just put it where you want your lips to be. And you're using the secret and you're manifesting your lips all yeah. the way across. Like, and he just ended up with a total like this, clown and face. And then it so happened to make sense with clown mouth or clown face, which was one of Ariana Huffington's answers from earlier in the panel. And do you want to explain to the podcast listeners what clown it's face is? It's when you eat out your girlfriend's pussy when she's on the period. There you, you go. So face. it worked on a bunch of levels. <laughs> yes. So that's what we're talking about. Good. There. I I'm... just love that, you know, you're getting to spitball and yeah. workshop and try things out and try laugh. Some, try some And we had ideas. Cara Diaguardi for the very first time. Yes. Uh, played by Kali Rocha, who again, super, super talented. You would know her face from a bunch of television shows and movies. Really funny. And she felt as if she tanked, but yet she wasn't. No, but her imitation kept, is spot on. She kept sending notes back going, I'm tanking, right? They yeah. hate me, right? Yeah. And to Jack, really, because I think she's yeah. closest with Jack. And Jack was like, no. And I was like, no, no, no. But, you know, she kind of had it in her mind. So then she just kind of, like, got angrier and was kind of, like, more balls out. And yeah. Like, Fuck you, audience. Like, yeah. Which made it funnier. It is, it, it's hard to play a character that's mad at the audience. Yeah. Historically, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, that you know they tend to, you know, get a different kind of response. But mm -hmm. yet, people still walk to their car going, "God damn, she was so funny." Right. So, um, oh gosh, she was hilarious, and her, yeah, her Kara really it's highlights important. all of these things. I um I felt like she her mic wasn't working or something. I couldn't hear her as well, or she was talking over it. So, um. I'm gonna. We're gonna. She's doing it tonight, Saturday. So uh, we're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna. She's hilarious. Make sure that's cool. And uh, yeah, tonight's another show. Julie Brown's doing Susan Boyle. Oh God, that's a great. I don't idea. know what that's gonna be like. Well, it'll be oddly not exactly British. <laughs> yeah, which is great. That's what the mismatch is. It'll be. She'll have some crazy hair outfit. Some a little bit rinky dink, which is fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, and I, she'll probably do a number. I'm sure she'll have a song. I parody. hope so. She, I don't know. She hasn't said she will. Right. But, uh, I think she will. So, so um, that's fun. Who else tonight? Uh, Miss Piggy, Ted Biasel. Love Miss Piggy. Um, uh, Miley Miley Flanagan's doing Danny Bonaducci. It's our first time wow. having a female play a man. Yeah. Because we've had a lot of the reverse. Of course. Yeah. Um, we wanted a little change up from Rosie. Sure. So I think um, Chaz Bono might also might be, also be a, 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 a just put her in a suit. Yeah, and let her rip. Talk about her journey. Yeah, um, his journey. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Ch you know Chaz is now legally? Yeah, in the state way of California. way got, to go. 
Yeah. Good for Chaz. I, what I worry about is that, you know, he is living his truth, but he's not going to live his truth much longer if he doesn't drop two or 300 pounds. Because he's seriously at like 400 and something pounds. Really? He's enormous. I know he's like, big, but I didn't You're know going to die. Like, you're just going to die not from... How much of that is cock? Well, I, you know, I don't know, but it goes unless he's wrapping it around his neck and yeah, but that you know they're not shoulder pads after all. Yeah, but it's really yeah, I worry about the the weight. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of weight and so forth, you're on a new regimen. I am. What's the story? The story is I was booked in Provincetown, right, at the Art House, June 21st to the 28th. Exciting. It's exciting, and I have to be shirtless all the time for eight days. I think I can wear clothes during my actual show, but they've made it pretty clear that I can't wear clothes any other time. The bookers? Yes, and it's like, we need you on the beach all day long handing out flyers for your show, uh, and then I need you shirtless in front of the theater, barking. They call it barking there. You have to bark and get your show and get people to come to your show, and where Gabriel and I are reshooting the poster so that I'm literally shirtless in the poster. And, like, they That's were... crazy. It's Well, I mean, the bookers have been very nice, but the first booker I talked to did not ask, how funny are you? What's the show about? How long have you been doing stand-up? He literally goes, how do you look without a shirt on? How tall are you? And I go, what, no dick pics? And he goes, not in the first email. And it was like, oh, they man. just, you know, and I understand, they just need butts in the seats. And they know yeah, but... historically what has gotten what has put butts in seats. And since people don't know the name Tony Tripoli, I guess there needs to be something that is gonna compel them. And they set the prices, so it's gonna be twenty dollars. Yeah. Which is higher than I would charge. Right. But that's you know, and so I may I'm gonna go for eight days. You know, they don't pay for anything. They don't fly you out. Right. They don't put you up. Like it's and um so I may lose money on the deal i might break even i might make a little but for sure i'm going to get another show out of it because yeah. i already know it's going to be such a nightmare experience that it'll be there will be hilarity right. to then talk of later and i think it'll be worth doing and i think that then I'll i think be in it's a absolutely spot for next year doing. so yeah so as much as i say like i know it's going to be a nightmare i just mean it's going to be tough and i know it's not going to be a home run my first time up at that but that's Part of the learning curve yeah, of for sure. playing a new city, and it is. I'm excited about it. Right. So, so you're not eating. What are so you doing? So I am doing this thing where I'm on four shakes a day. This right. special kind of time release protein um, that is supposed to, you know, yeah. I but I can eat regular food once a day, like three or four days a week. But then the rest of the time, it's just these four shakes, and Holy you just put a little water shit. in with them and shake them and. And um, I will say it's totally different from, like, the Master Cleanse or anything where right. you are aware of how hungry you are. Like, the hunger does – this because of what's in the shakes, you're, you are processing – like, you're digesting. Right. So it's not like you're, there's, your stomach is like, there's nothing in me. I'm growling. I'm hungry. Yeah. It's, it releases over time. Right. Um, so – but, you know, it's also – it's still – it's really hard. Um, one of the girls at work was having a really rough week last week, and I said, "Well, let's just go. We'll go after work, and we'll have dinner, and right, right, have right. some fun, you know, time." And so, you know, we went to dinner, 
And now it doesn't matter what kind of a plan you're on. When you're there with a friend having a social dinner, you can't do, I can't, I'm not going to have anything. And on Thursday afternoon, the writers always go to the place next door and have a slice of pizza and a salad because yeah. that's the special next door. It's a right. drink and a little side salad and a slice of pizza. Right. And I was like, I'm just going to have the salad and right. no pizza and no none of the dinner rolls, which are so good there. Right. And I did it, but it was it was really tough, you know. So, but it is what it is. It's just, you know, for a month I'm going to go and rock it out at P-Town and... There you go. Is it still going to be called I Shit My Pants? It's totally triply I Shit My Pants. Yeah. yeah. Good. Only I, it's, I'm apparently I just shit a pair of jeans that I'm wearing shirtless. <laughs> yeah, just I just the, it doesn't matter. Well, I think well, I think how we're gonna make sense of it is if I was standing there in jeans and I was I'm gonna try to act this out for the podcast listeners, but if I was sort of shrugging to the camera, kind of like oops, like I think I may have just yeah. Then I don't think it's gonna be like well that doesn't make any sense. Like I think right. it's just gonna be a picture of a guy who was doing a photo shoot and then maybe trusted a fart. Right. Yeah, I, mean? I, I really want to like, fuck what, that guy with the poopy pants. I know. It's so weird. How do yeah. you make try to scat, sure. make it sexy? A tank top wasn't enough for them? And I was like, well, what if I'm in a diaper? Like, But then you really comedy it up. Like, yeah. I'm wearing a diaper. Yeah. But look, I still haven't eaten. Like, I don't know how you – but that the everyone the diaper seems the really hokey. Like, yeah. I feel like jeans at least is just sort of like, well, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. And I every so. poster in P-Town – is either a man shirtless or a man in drag. So yeah. maybe in that environment it's not going to be right. so nice. Well, I guess they know they're people, yeah. but I hope you don't get driven crazy by it. I will, but it'll be another show. All right. There you go. So Four shakes and some food once in a while. Yeah, but when I say shake, I mean it's one scoop of powder and six ounces of water. Jesus. So it's not like it's a giant, you know, a big gulp of shake. Right. Like it's... I think I I add ice cubes to it sometimes yeah. and put it in the blender, which I think is a cheat. I'm not even yeah. clear on that. But, now, where um, did you learn about this program? Uh, well, you know, I started with this new trainer. Also okay. At the, the so he, did he tell you about it? Uh, he knows of it. Mm -hmm. And so I when I went to get – I needed to get a, some protein powder, and the guy that owns the place that I went talked to me for 45 minutes and really was like, I'm going to fix you up, fella, and I got what you need, bro, and – so okay. They, when they say dude and bro, it's like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. This guy's no joke. I mean, he yeah. really, really is quite yeah. positive that he knows what he's talking about. So I don't right. know if he is or not. Um, well, I had a crazy something happen this week that was very intense. My dear friends Doug and John, their dog got sick, buff, yeah, and went and had to have surgery, and now it looks like he has cancer and. Uh, it was very intense in the middle of the week. I went over there. Look, cancer of the dog is a really particularly heartbreaking kind of cancer. Yeah, so. I really feel for anyone. And God knows, uh, first of all, they're vegans. Right. So they're already fragile. They're already vulnerable. But, and then and they, they love, love so those much. dogs. I know. And, uh, you know, in the way the rest of us love, I guess, red meat. Um, would be yeah. the way that I would compare would it, right? Compare, sure. They love dogs like I love fajitas. Right. And, um, and yeah, they really, they're great dog parents, and it's just, it's sad. It's so sad. So we will see how it goes. But I went over there Wednesday. Doug called me, and he was really upset. And I went over there, and he didn't know what was, you know, if, if Buck had come through the surgery or whatever. So we sort of fell apart together. Because I'm up for a sob fest with anyone. Sure. I'm up for it. If you need you someone can, to cry with you. Look, I got my you, pills right here. If you need someone to cry with you, yeah. 
Just what, what forty? I can do forty-five. I can do twenty. Well, let me just before we get started. <laughs> uh, let me just. I need to slot you in. I have another crying jag scheduled just alone <laughs> in my car at two fifteen on my way to the CVS. Right. Um, so, but I, you know, I could push that back. It's just laundry detergent. I just need. And it. I need you to sign this disclaimer, which says you may be finished crying over your current tragedy. Hmm. Well, I may continue on as long as needed. Exactly. Just initial that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. and wow. uh, Which is exactly what happened. But I, it felt good to be there for somebody else. And, right. And um, I, uh, I'm happy that, that Buck came through the surgery, and we're going to see how it goes. Because I love those guys, and I love that dog, and they love that dog. And I, this is an insensitive question to ask. What? Um, do you know what that surgery cost? I don't know, but they have insurance for some of it. Okay. So because it's you it, know this shit ain't cheap. No, it's a big deal. You have three and four thousand dollars surgeries on yeah. these dogs. And no, it's, it's crazy. Wow. So um, I got some good news today that made me giddy, or not today, this week that made me so giddy. Wow. That I jumped up and I was like walking around the house like yes, and it's not even that good of news. Well, way to sell it, Dennis. No, but that's my point is this whatever this period is about and the drugs, I don't know what. But like we got a an email from the producer of the Big Gay Sketch Show saying that the ratings were up two hundred percent. Yeah. Which looked good and yeah. there's possibility. That's all. Okay. That's all. And I literally it was like I won the Rolo. Or something. That's fantastic. I know it's great news, but it's kind of like wow. It takes you know, you know. What's my point? Uh, to get an email with some good news is like a nice thing. Remember that? Yeah. Remember when those happened? I still get vaguely, some once in a while. Vaguely, yeah. But I uh, have an idea for a sketch. Okay, good. Um, what about what if? I think that because I know one of the things was they wanted sketches that weren't necessarily gay. Yeah, they don't want it that gay. Because so, I think they're finding out a lot of women watch RuPaul's Drag Race. And they want to what about um, the new person on an entertainment news show being tra- sort of shown the ropes? This is how we do things here. Yeah. I think that's a really ripe... Well, I love because making fun of that whole world because it gets nuttier so by the day. They're so weird with the crazy polls and yeah. should we put Lindsay Lohan to sleep for her own good. Yeah. 88% said yes yeah. and let's not sedate her first. Yeah. Like It's like so yeah. crazy the things that... People yeah. are allegedly tweeting, yeah. and I don't think my theory. The girls at work are like, you know, four people voted, and I go, no, I think they get tens of thousands of votes every freaking day on right. these polls, which is way more upsetting. Yeah. So the AH Nation. It's like sports for fat girls. We always talk about um, Dish America <laughs> yeah. at work. Like, tell us what you think, Dish, Dish America, America. <laughs> because the AH Nation is like this fictional yeah. place. There was something either in a magazine or on TV where they had a poll of. Who's the sexiest single mom, Sandra Bullock or Kate Goslin? And I'm like, that's pretty. Do you think that's even gonna be a? That that ain't a horse race. <laughs> that ain't a horse race. Yeah, it's like it's a horse and America's sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a horse and America's sweetheart. So I had some um... Kate Goslin, you know really was responsible for this Dancing with the Stars triumph. The ratings? As soon as she was gone, the, rati- the ratings uh, took a nosedive. Like, really? Like 30-something percent or something like 22%. Fascinating. A huge number. So they've done something that they've never done before, and they've announced that they're bringing her back for, I guess there's the week that they bring back some of your favorites yeah. to perform again. They're already promoting it. She's coming back in two more weeks. You know, she'll be back. 
do people love her or do they love to watch her like a freak show? Yes, it's that. It's definitely. Totally I don't think it's genuine affection. I think it must be some genuine affection, not those kind of numbers. I think that some people are like, I can't imagine eight kids, so already she's a Martian to me. Yeah. And eight kids. They came and, out of her, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm yeah. trying to remember. Eight kids, and now she's going to do fucking cha-cha rehearsals yeah. and get sprayed and, like... So I think that kind of is fascinating. Um, Maxim Chmerkovsky was on our show this week. Oh, I want to watch him do it. Uh, he would love to be watched doing it. Yeah, he's full of himself. Insufferable? Yeah. No, the thing is, he has this weird kind of crazy ego that is funny. Yeah. And you can tease him on it, but right. it's not a joke. Right. And he owns it, and it's what it is. And everyone knows about it, and it ain't yeah. no secret. There's no elephant in the room. Did he grow up in, like, the, the Czech Republic or somewhere? Where yeah, I think it's he's in, in my country, we I don't have know what maybe just a little bread one no, day. No, I don't think it's that. No. I don't think it's I worked so hard, I struggled. I yeah. think it's like, no, God blessed me with I'm the most gorgeous person anywhere I am. Yeah. And I'm – like, he really think thinks he this a shit doesn't Fat? fat? He, not necessarily long. But I could put it on a shake program and yeah. slim it down. Yeah. I think it's uh, – I think he does. So, but he was all right. Huh. He was cool. Well – the bit that we wrote because it was Danielle's birthday. Yeah. Her birthday Cinco de Mayo. Great. So I wrote a a bit that we were saying, what if we got a stripper to come in and surprise her yeah. during the show? And Cold Stone Creamery wanted us to promote their new ice cream cupcakes and they wanted to send cake basically they wanted to give her their new cupcakes on the air. Yeah. Which is advertising. But so we were like, What if we had a stripper do it? And they were like, Well, we could get John, our my model yeah. friend John that's been on the show. And then someone said, what about Mario Lopez? Because she hates Mario Lopez. And it would be funny to have shirtless Mario Lopez come in and give her cupcakes. But yeah. yet inside, it would be like a joke on her that yeah. the audience would know. But she has a crush on Maxim Chmielkowski. And she always yeah. has. She's very in love with her boyfriend. It's right. not like um, – and I do want to say, P.S., him being on the show this week killed the crush for good. It's dead now. Really? Yeah. But it's fun. She played – so anyway, yeah. she didn't know – and then she found out Friday morning when she got there that Maxim was going to oh. interrupt her with these cupcakes. And we did this bit where he had on breakaway pants, and she keeps saying, well, then what if I do this? And there's another pair underneath. And what if I knew this? And there keeps being these breakaway pants underneath. And he goes, I can go all night, Danielle. And she goes, oh, how many times I've dreamed you saying that to me. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's very funny. And his arrogance, hand on his hips, proud, standing there with yeah. his shirt open, is perfect Works for having like a charm. Rips. Yeah, it's exactly, he's the character we wanted him to be. And so it works for the show. And now she don't want to fuck him anymore. So yeah. how, did he bring all of his own breakaway pants? No, we had them made at work. Really? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm impressed. Impressed with that. But um, um, I went to him because Danielle was like, I'm not sure how to say his name. And I said, well, I know it's Chmayakovsky. Right. So it's Chmayakovsky. Right? Chmayakovsky. And she goes, okay, well, will you come and like whisper it in my ear right before his thing happens? Because I have to announce him and I don't want to say his name yeah. wrong. That would be rude. She's incredibly polite. And... um so I go up to him while we're on a little break, and I was like, I'm sorry, Max, by the way, your name is pronounced Chmerkovsky, right? And he goes, no, Chmerkovsky. And I go, I'm sorry, and he goes, Chmerkovsky. And I go, yeah, but we don't do the thing in this yeah. country, so it would be said Chmerkovsky, right? Yeah. And he turned around, just turned his back to me. 
Wow. Like, I told you how it was pronounced. If you're not going to say it right, this conversation's over. All right. Well. So I then say to Danielle, I'm standing right next to him still. Okay, so Danielle, um, it's Chmerkovsky, if, if you can roll the R. And then he turns back to me and goes, oh, no, no. I thought in your country we don't do this. And really, like, calls me out on it. Wow. In a way that was kind of rude, but I know kind of awesome, right? Yeah, kind of awesome. I kind of, you know, he's so proud he wants it. I right. know. And so I, so I look back at Danielle and she does that thing, you know, where she kind of like opens her eyes a little yeah. extra wide. Like, oh God, you just got told by yeah. this really hot guy that I kind of want to fuck, but now I want to fuck him less. But yeah. in a way that was kind of hot that he just corrected yeah. my staff gay and right. I'm having all these feelings and I'm about to eat a cupcake. Like, you know, Danielle know was happening. in a very special place. Yeah. So yeah, it was great. But I so love he, that. Uh, I got schooled by Maxim Chmerkovsky. And but look how easily you said it. it now off your tongue. Well, yeah. Once he fucking shaded me. <laughs> um, I thought Pam Anderson was not very emotional when she got the boot. It was so funny that Jake the Bachelor thought you th- right. thought he'd killed his kitty, right. and uh, Pam Anderson was like, mm, "Chad, <laughs> that's life." I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But I think Pam. Maybe she's on uh, one of whatever always, I'm on. She's always on some show on some distant yeah. cable channel you don't even know you have. Right, or a magic show or so, something. Right, so she's got little checks for $89 coming yeah. in three or four times a day. So I don't think she really thinks like that. Like It didn't seem to break her I heart. I think she's like, whatever, I'm on to the next thing already. Yeah. And this thing is going to rerun, right? Yeah. Like, wait till this plays in Croatia. Yeah. You know. She, well, she just didn't seem that Where she's Pamela Anderson. That's right. I saw this movie Letters from Juliet the other night. It's okay. It's not yeah, like that. I, well, it's kind of cute. It's, I it's think Amanda Seyfried is super talented, though. Yes, but she's no. You don't watch her and go, "Oh, you're Julia Roberts, you're Sandra Bullock." She's a great actress, but you're she doesn't have that thing that makes her. Well, but she's hotter than Sandra Bullock or Julia Roberts. She's not a relatable person in that way. She looks like a fashion model. She's a great actress, but she just wasn't. Yeah. She she's not. You don't fall in love with her, but you believe her. But, um, I fell in love with her in Mamma Mia, and I hated that movie. Yeah, I thought she was the best thing in Mamma Mia. By far. Yeah. So I think but it's possible she, to fall in love she, with her. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I guess it was this one was kind of her story. Vanessa Redgrave walks off with the movie. Interesting. Um, and a lot of dead relatives. Ugh. Poor thing. Um, so what else do we have? So, I don't know. What do you have on your post-it? Um We've got mismatch. Have you dated? Weekend. Have you had any dating nightmares? Or is, um, is it? Can you either do shaking or dating, <laughs> one or the other? Well, I had a date Monday after work right. uh, with the forty-six-year-old. That's a good sign. Who was the one person? Remember, I had the nine coffee dates that one weekend, yes. and then they all canceled except for two. Right. And one said, um, "I have AIDS and a meth addiction, and if that's an issue for you, that's your problem." Right. At the coffee bean. Yeah. Okay. And then the second one. I really liked and was 46 and yeah. really um, so we had our second date Monday night uh, we met for a drink um, which really has to be a drink because I'm a lightweight anyway and especially when I don't have any food in me right so um, but yeah so we had a drink and but I just don't feel you know there's that feeling that someone just wants to kiss you mm-hmm. and when it's not there, it's palpable. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, I mean, maybe it would blossom for him, or but it was that feeling like, I feel like there could be something here, but you don't feel 
it's not like you feel like there can't be something here, but you don't yet feel like there could be something here. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's not exactly negative, but it's also not positive. There's, it's kind of an ambivalent state. And that gives me a major soft on. Like, when I feel like someone is ambivalent towards me, then I just go, well, okay, I should just leave. Like, if you really dislike me, then we've accomplished something. Right. Then I've made you feel something. Right. Either you were attracted or you were really repelled. But now I can go, I can mark you off the list. Now it's, but there's this weird sense of like unfinished business. Like, but what about how you feel about them? Like, do you, well, did you it like really, him? really, I have been able to still be really attracted to people that were right. repulsed by me. Right. But when someone is ambivalent to me, that kills it no matter what. Right. It just, because you know why? Ambivalence is the most frightening emotion to me. Interesting. And it goes back to my relationship with Jay that I was in for three years. Yes. And his inability Do you think he was ambivalent to... or he just couldn't communicate? Well, it manifests in the same ways. Right. And it is a power play. Whether the person is intending to be cruel or they're really just crippled. Right. The end game is the same. Right. You sit there spending your whole life energy trying to figure out this code and unlock that, you know, and right. just figure out how to get them to give you some guidance that either this is a good thing or a bad thing or doing this right. You just want fucking feedback. Right. And it's the entire audience just sitting on their hands and you don't know if they just loved it or hated it. And that's a horrible way to live. And it becomes crazy making. Right. So I'm really sensitive to. So a- after the J thing, you, you don't want anything like that again. No, because I'm the worst – I'm the last person on earth that can live in that state. Maybe right. some people are really glass half full kind of people, and they see ambivalence as there's not a problem, so there's nothing right. for me to be worried about. Right. If there was a problem, my partner would be expressing a problem. Right. But I fe- feel ambivalence as oh, – I don't know. It's it's cold. It's It's non-participatory. It's – Right. It's, wow, you're really putting all this on me, and you're going to make me the bad guy, and I'm the only one even fucking trying. Right. Like, I just have a lot. I go to a very... It's a lot of work. ...hostile place, obviously. Right. So, um, you know, I, again, when I walked him to his car, just like on our first date, tried to kiss him. I wasn't going to, like, tongue kiss him, make out for 10 minutes, but it would have been more than just a peck. Right. Um, And he... Definitely, our lips met, but he also turned his head away, and it just was like a brush of the lips. And right. and he was like, "Okay, call me." And he jumped in his car. Yeah. And I thought, "No, I'm not gonna call you." That's it. When I've now, you didn't fucking walk me to my right. car on either. Yeah. Like I've walked you to your car both of these times. Right. I scheduled both of these dates. They wouldn't happen. Like, yeah. And this was someone who pursued me on Facebook. Yeah. So I feel like when you started this, yeah, the onus is a little bit on you yeah. to kind of drive this bus. Right. Lift a goddamn finger. Yes. So I, yeah, I have a little resentment there. Yeah. All right. So weigh in, Dish America. I know. What is our Dish America thinks Nation. that uh, Sandra Bullock is the hottest uh, single mother compared to Kate Gosselin? Yeah. Um, I sent a text message back to the super flake of uh, Hope to He. People love Hope to He. Do they love Hope to He? I, I it has been catching on. It has I heard been catching from on. You have so to, many people. You have to explain my how it works. My little brother, my straight little brother, is like, 
hope to he. Oh God. <laughs> Pam Anderson hope to he at She's the end. She's so hope to he. At Dennis. the end of Master Dancing it's with the Stars. It's not a gay thing. It's no. not even a man thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Pamela Anderson doing something doesn't make it not a man thing. No, but anyone can but hope to he. It's like, and um, my friend Christopher is really have it. His grandmother has been, you know, battling Alzheimer's for a long time, and she finally passed two days ago, and and. Um, and he's really been, you know, obviously not having a great week, yeah. you know, with that. And and he was like, oh, Nana hoped to he. Like, even he was, like, able to, you know, even in the but end. But she didn't. She heed. <laughs> no, because it's kind of like she wanted to stick around longer, but. So she, she... hoped to he at living, <laughs> but she heed at dying. Oh, my God. Don't make fun of this. Well, so pr- soon. I'm trying to find out how that applies. I think he meant it in the fact that it's, like, so close, but okay. it just wasn't able to really okay. get the job done. In context, it worked for you. Yeah. You didn't want to like, say, I'm so sorry, but you're using that wrong. No. Nana's... I'm sorry for your loss, but. Dennis, this is horrible. <laughs> Don, uh, Nana's mom lived to be, like, in her late 90s. Okay. And all expectations were that Nana would as well. Right. And then she hoped to heed. <laughs> oh, God, Chris, I'm not – this is not at your expense. Oh, I feel horrible. No, he's – whatever. I, I know he he's going to laugh at this. Yeah, he'll laugh. I know okay. he'll laugh. Fuck. Well, no, Podcast I'm just trying to find America, how, how – You back me on this. I had to find out how it works. Let's just change the subject. All right. He also – let me say this. He told me this anecdote today because I've been calling him every day because it's a horrible thing. to. I mean, look, I my grandmother and I had an incredibly special relationship, which is not, I think, not that unusual with gay men to right. have a woman, either an aunt or a grandmother, or, you know, that was like my grandmother had polio as a child, walked with a limp. She saw herself as sort of damaged, sort of a freak. Then she had this little gay son, my uncle. And she favored him. She always protected him more because he made fun of – he was made fun of. And she could really relate to his gayness because of that. And then wow. when her first grandson came – grandchild came along, it was me, and I was gay as a goose. As a meatball. Gay as a meatball. Um, that she – you know, so she really – I was her favorite grandchild. And it's right. not okay to express favoritism, but she did. Yeah. She openly said I was her favorite, and that's not good. Right. Um, but we were incredibly close, and we also – under I had a certain – empathy for her that the other people in my family maybe don't have and but whatever it's you were close we were i get my sense of humor from her and mm-hmm. uh, you know but she was also a crazy bitch at the end i mean yeah. you know and uh talked about someone who fucking hoped to he oh my god <laughs> uh and so so um but so i was really maybe i can help you with this loss of your grandmother because i i do understand okay and so he had to go to the flower shop uh, because his parents have, you know, because they've known this has been coming for a long time, his parents and his parents are very religious. They're able to kind of get the business aspect of this done. They've been prepared for this. Right. So it's, yes, she only passed seven hours ago, but there are things that need to be done. Let's go right. get the flowers done. Let's go get the, you know what I mean? Like, right. whereas some people might see we need to wait a couple days. They've been able to, it, they've been prepared for this. So Chris goes to the flower shop with his mother and he's. You know, he's an expressive gay actor kid. Like, he's looking through a book, a picture book of caskets with flowers on them is tough for him seven hours after Nana has expired. And um, so apparently the florist worker comes over and goes, geez, you look like you're really bored. Don't you think you could be helping your mother out? And he goes, 
I'm sorry. My grandmother just passed away seven hours ago, so forgive me for not having the happiest expression. And looking through this picture book of caskets isn't exactly making my day. And then the flower shop worker went, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't realize the circumstances that you were here under. Um, and the mother comes over and goes, honey, that's okay. She didn't know. Let me help. And then he was like, well, it's a good thing she didn't know because, you know, otherwise I would have scratched her face off. Or he said something else with her still standing there. And so that employee, like, you know, left and went in the back room and someone else helped them. And they got the job done. And he, like, kind of felt horrible for snapping at this woman. But I was like, no, you're allowed. You just, you know. Yeah. That's a fucked up thing to do when you're – look, she's in the service industry. Yeah. You don't get to ever, when you're behind the counter at McDonald's, be like, oh, gee, someone's, someone needs a happy meal. Yeah. Like, you know what? Just take my fucking order. Yeah. Right? I think that's the shake talking. I think that's the third shake talking. That's the third shake. It's either the second shake talking or the third shake. Okay. I can't hear their their voices are very right. similar. Okay, it's possible. Um, yeah. So, uh, what else? Did I tell you that we got into Frameline? Have we discussed that? That Rub Down is going to be in the San Francisco Film Festival. Yes, we talked about this. Okay, good. You didn't know about Outfest yet. No, Outfest and Frameline were both in, but we just don't know when we're playing at Outfest. Oh. So we're we're in in. When when? Fantastic. Yes. And um, when is, when will rub down be final done done? We have to do done. the sound mix this week, and then that'll be pretty much it. We have to do like the post layoff, I don't know thing, but it's pretty done. And what's the update with your crush? Um, that's fine. It's he's I like him as he's a friend. And so you're gonna be friends, and it's yeah, not a romance. yeah. I don't think so. No, okay. I don't see. You that seem happening. a little ambivalent. You well, motherfucker. I am not that ambivalent. He's not that into me. You know, right. if he were into me, it'd be fine. But we don't have that much in common. But I like him. I mean, maybe. I don't see it happening. You know, but okay. maybe when we go to San Francisco with the crowds and the thrills and the Castro mm. Theater. Movies and Movies more. and more. Something will happen. But uh, Right. Yeah, um, maybe he'll meet a nice guy. He'll probably meet a nice Francisco. guy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, got, I might get to meet Jai Ho again. Remember Jai Ho from last oh, year? Oh, that's Jai awesome. Jai Ho. That's fantastic. So, uh, so he lives in San Francisco. Yeah. I does he have an out. accent? No, I don't think so. Mm, in my version, he does. Okay, he might. I can't okay. remember. It's been a long time. When I do him behind your back, he'll have he an totally accent. He totally has an accent. Yeah, he will. All right. So uh, last night after the mismatch game. I've been dying to hear about this. Russell Davies yes. came to the mismatch game. And Lay Russell on. Davies is my friend who created the original Queerest Folk. And you know, the on good one. The good one. Doctor Who... Um, Torchwood, Bob and Rose, all these amazing shows in the UK. And he's living here now, and I think I've talked about this already, and we had lunch, and uh, we've been friends since the Miami Film Festival back in the day. And um, so he shows up at the Mismatch Game, and he doesn't drive, so he took a cab. He took a cab from Venice I love that. to the Mismatch Game, and they had a great time, so it was very funny. And then we went to the Waffle afterwards and just talked about you know his work and what he's up to. And you know he's trying to make sell a show over here and yeah. make some stuff happen and he kind of hopes he does so he doesn't have to go back to England like oh, I didn't make it happen or whatever right. and although he's you know huge as you can be over there um, but we are talking about I, you know I have to write this modern family spec that I need to kind of add to my own work to try to move forward with my career and stuff and he was kind of talking to me about it and ideas and he's like mm, I don't like that idea but I like that one and he was really sort of mentoring me on it and he threw down. He said, okay, you're going to write this by, when are you going to write this by? And then I said, um, end, of May, end of May, May 31st, I'm going to have it. Okay, he goes, if, if you have it, you have it, then you get to go to Outfest with the creator, Queerest Folk, on your arm. 
And if you know what I mean, like he fucking threw down. That's good. I know it was really exciting. And he talked to me about the different ideas and he goes, that's an interesting idea, but I don't know where the gags are. And that show eats up story. And like, he really sort of mentored me and threw down and gave me some accountability. Yes. I love that. It was really kind of like neat. And, um, he gave me this book that he kind of wrote. Um, I, I think it's called, uh, a writer's tale. And what it was was a journalist in the UK reached out to him and said, I want to write about your process, how yeah. you do what you do. Um, would you be open to that idea? And Russell wrote him back in an email and said, mm, I don't know. It's such a personal thing, and I don't know always how to explain it, but I am kind of intrigued, and let me think about it. And long story short, they, they had this whole email thing over, and it just grew and grew and grew over this whole season of Doctor Who, and it was like his – day-to-day how he did how they wrote and yeah it would be like stuff like really internal kind of writer kind of thing or this idea came from this place or whatever or i don't know where that came from to oh we just put kylie minogue isn't that hap- exciting and so it was these emails and um i've just started reading it and i'm already like so intrigued and uh inspired and all of that stuff and i think as you know, there's tons of books on writing, like Stephen King's right. written one. Right, no, but that's great. But this is sort of different. It's like moment to moment how people how people do it, how, yeah, yeah, how yeah. he does it. And um, so it was a, you know, and then I drove him back to Venice instead of having him take a cab. And I got to see where the BBC's putting him up um, in a house over there. It's really nice. And I, I just love that he came and that's really he's challenging great. me and he sort of threw down. And now I have to come up with it. I have to come up with it. And what did he say about the show? He enjoyed it. He thought it was really hilarious. Yeah. And the only character he didn't know was Charles Nelson Riley. Huh. Like, he thought you were really funny, but he right. didn't know of Charles Nelson totally. Riley. Totally. Um, but they have a show in the UK called Blankety Blank. Right. Which is that same same kind of show. So. Yeah. And he enjoyed it. He, he knew, knew Tanya Roberts and did. didn't know Charles Nelson Riley. It's true. I guess, you know, wow. Charlie's Angels or whatever. Yeah, I guess. certain. That's... Uh, and the reason I first met him was being at the Miami Film Festival with Evie Harris, Shining Star. Right. When we did that thing. Right. And so he knew Evie from way back then. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So that was a cool little outing at the Waffle. That is so great. Yeah. So these are little things. But now I've got a, accountability. I've got to do that. So get through the mismatch game. Then I've got to write that effing script. That's great. Finish that effing movie. I'm so excited. Isn't that wild and I you'll have great. to meet him he he really enjoyed the show and oh good he's a fan of screening party and stuff like great. that. great good guy well we need to wrap this up i know i want everyone to uh go to the dr kiss website which is vanitymark.com because there's a special happening really i did yeah, not know that there is and i'm going to bring it up on my uh iphone right so please excuse me if this takes just a quick moment but um, Vanity Mark is celebrating summer with free shipping for a limited time. And there's a code word. Oh, shit. I just hit the wrong button. Hold on. Hold on, Dish America. Well, Vanity um, Mark is one of the sponsors of the Mismatch Game. They that's donated right. some prizes. So, so this goes um, only for, I believe, another week. It only goes until yeah. the 14th. Nice. I believe. Yeah, May 14th. Anything that you order from VanityMark.com, you type in the word sexy at the checkout when it asks for the code. Okay. S-E-X-Y. And uh, you will receive free shipping. Nice. 
So that's a really cool Get thing. That's, Kiss. that's not just a special deal for the podcast listeners, um, but um, that's what's going on right now. For podcast and, Nation. And I uh, emailed Dr. Kiss when I got that email and said, hey, what, do you want to do a special code for the podcast listeners? To, you know, to do some right. special. And he said, yes, absolutely. That's when these codes are done. Right. He just started, you I know. I love that music. we have a special code. So we're going to have our own special code That's later. Very exciting. So I really want us to earn a special code. Right. So you guys call order vanitymark.com. Yes. It's M-A-R-K. Right. Vanitymark.com. It's the best tasting then, lip balm. And they have that amazing skin shimmer yeah, spray stuff. summer skin. The girls in my good. office are so addicted to really? it. Really? Yeah, love yeah, yeah. It. And um, all the cosmetics are really great. And I think he also makes his own tweezers, right? Aren't they like yeah, really good tweezers? Yeah, really great tweezers. Top so, of the line. So really good stuff. So yeah. check it out, vanitymark.com. Type in the code word sexy yeah. and get free shipping. All right, we love you for listening, and we will see or we will uh, talk to you next time. On the comedy couch. All right, bye-bye.